0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading from 1 John chapter 3, and especially these words. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we will be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As we just heard, our epistle reading says this The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. The us being spoken of is us Christians. The Him being spoken of is God, and particularly his son, Jesus Christ. Both are children of God, us and Jesus. Jesus, of course, a child of God, according to his very nature, eternally begotten of the Father. You and I, children of God through adoption, through the act of holy baptism, but yet both children of God. According to God's grace, we have been made like Jesus. Oh, we're not perfectly like Him. That's quite clear if you watch us. We're not like Him yet. But we trust in the promise of our epistle that one day, on that last day, when we see Him as He is, then we shall be like Him. Oh, Him still the eternal Son of God, and us still sons of God by adoption, but like him in the fact that finally on that day no longer will sin have any part in our life. Blessedly, though, even now we already share a likeness to Christ. Why? Well, because the Spirit of God lives in us, and therefore it shapes and forms us into the image of Christ. And that explains then why the world reacts to us much in the same way that it reacted to Jesus. You and I should never look in a mirror and try to figure out how it is that we look like Jesus. But we should also never doubt that when the world looks at the children of God, they see Jesus. It may see him in our attitudes or in our actions or in our affirmations of faith. But in the end, the world only knows this. When it sees Jesus in us, it does not like it. They didn't like Jesus when they saw him face to face. They didn't like his attitude or his actions or his affirmations of faith. No, they disliked him so much that they placed him upon the cursed tree to make clear just how they felt. And The scriptures tell us that the unbelieving world, if allowed to simply do what they want, would do much the same to those of us who follow Christ as they did to Christ himself. Now, blessedly, in the context that you and I have lived in and grown up in, God has protected us from such attacks and persecution. We have lived such a blessed life in this regard that when we face even the slightest persecution for our faith, we tend to act surprised and outraged. We act as if it ought not happened to the people of God even though it has always happened to the people of God. We're taken aback, even despite the fact that the scriptures tell us time and time again that the world will treat us like they treated Jesus. Now let's realize that most people throughout all time and ages have lived either with the real threat of persecution or the reality of it. As today on this All Saints Day, we think about the church in its grandest sense of all of the people that have ever believed in Christ throughout all time. We must recognize that we are, or at least have been, an exception to the rule when it comes to living under the persecution of the world. For in general, the world treats God's children just like they did his son. For when they look at us, they see him. Truth be told, there are only two ways that the children of God generally escape persecution from the world. One is simply by being given that blessing by the Father for a time. We do not have persecution because God has guarded us against it. The other one, though, is a little more sad. The other way that we can avoid persecution is by fitting in all too well with the world. You see, when we do not let Christ and his word form us and shape us, the world is not nearly as bothered by our presence. And it is so easy to end up being just like the world, being in love with the same things that everyone else in the world is in love with. Chasing after the same goals that everyone else in the world is chasing after. Placing our fear, love, and trust in the same idols that the rest of the world is placing their fear, love, and trust in. We can end up looking just like the world. We dress like them. We talk like them. We gossip like them. We raise our kids the same way they are raising their kids. We watch the same movie and television shows they are watching. We invest and save our money just like the world is doing. So sadly, there are times when the world looks at us and instead of seeing Jesus, they see a picture of themselves. It's almost as if the world has to do a double take and wonder if it is truly looking at the children of God. But when it sees us living lives that are crafted in its image, rather than the image of Christ, the world loves what it sees. Then it does not persecute us. Instead, it encourages us. It tells us to keep going on just like we have been doing. For it believes it has already won the victory. But here is the truth. If after having been adopted by God as the children of God, we do not allow the Spirit of God to do His work through His Word and through His indwelling to form and shape us into the image of Christ, well, we may well be spared from the world's persecution, but we must know that we are doing so at the cost of leaving behind the spot that God has graciously given us in His family. And if we continue walking away We will not, in the end, end up resting in God's love, but instead will face the wrath of God. As those of us that are in Christ cannot simply go on sinning habitually without any repentance, for if we do so, we end up running away from the very Father that has adopted us. And if we do that long enough, we can end up fatherless again not because of him, but because of us. If on that last day God does not know us because we chose not to know him, that would be a terrible day for us indeed. Judgment and wrath would be what we would know from the one who wanted to call us his children and treat us as such. So today let us come before God again and admit that all too often, we have dressed up in the rags that this world revels in, instead of wearing the robes of righteousness that we were meant to rest in. For then our Father will welcome us home. Then will the Father welcome home all of us, prodigal sons and daughters. And not only will He forgive us, but He'll throw a feast. In fact, he throws one today. A feast of bread and wine filled up with his son's body and blood. For you see, blessedly, our father never wants to kick any of the children that he has chosen out of the home. He loves instead to welcome them home time and time again. For so the scriptures say that Jesus was sent into the world in order that he might gain for himself a family. And that is just what he has done. So, here again today, we have our sins forgiven. The Holy Spirit is renewed in us. And God's actions here today means that tomorrow, or even later today, there will be more people in the world who have been shaped and formed into the image of Christ. And the world, well, oh, it won't like that. But who really cares? what the world thinks, for to have our Father is to have everything. Yes, just like those who went before us, our brothers and sisters in Christ, in other ages and places, we don't sit around moping because the world does not know us or like us. Instead, we rejoice to know that we are the children of God. We believe what Jesus said is true, that we are blessed when we are reviled and persecuted for his name. Yes, we know that while trials and troubles may come our way during our time here, there is a day coming when we will see Jesus as he is, and we shall be like him. And as John says, all of us that have that hope, but we seek to purify ourselves even as Jesus is pure. We add to our faith virtue and godliness and self-control. Brotherly love and the very love called God himself will sustain us. No, we don't go on sinning, acting as if sin somehow is still our master. For we have a better Lord. On the last day we shall be like Christ. And on each day before that we will rejoice in God's work and in response strive to purify ourselves to be like Christ in those various places that God has given us to live. For that is the life that the saints of God that we remember this day lived by God's grace before us. And if God should tarry a little longer before his return, it is the same life that that the saints of God who live after us will live as well. It is the life of all whom God has made holy through his Son, Jesus. Yes, Jesus is the reason for all of this. He has died, risen, and sent forth his Holy Spirit in order that you might be his child now and that you might live with him forever in perfection. Yes, indeed, how great is the love that the Father has been has lavished upon us that we should be called the children of God rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven for they persecuted the prophets who were before you in the same way amen